as always, thanks for joining us for another intriguing edition of the Stack Pack. Perhaps you can help solve a mystery. Um, we're here today with a uh, a true crime side salad, or um, maybe not even a side salad. Like salad is the full meal, like a dinner portion salad of true crime yeah, for a you. Big sal- a big salad. A big salad. The big salad, of course. <laughs> And George it's, is going to you know, take like credit. You, for- you haven't been paid in four weeks. All that's left is a head of lettuce in your fridge. You make, an, you make a wedge salad. Just a wedge. Oh, wedges are coming back. Um, yeah, yeah. Like George's girlfriend taking credit for that big salad. Um, what's up? As always, Stack Pack. Uh, I'm David Howell, joined by my other homies. What's up, Eli? And Dallas what's as up, always. What's up, guys? And. Good old road, Dan. On the road, where are you? In Sacramento? I knew it. Uh, yeah, Sacramento. I knew it. Um, I knew it. First leg of the tour is almost done. Kind of crazy. It just it seems like it just started, and it's already almost done on the first leg. Dan's on, the tu- on tour with the biggest band of 2008, Muse. <laughs> <laughs> He's not lying. <laughs> that's pretty funny sorry <laughs> um yeah well i'm glad it's going good um we're we're not doing a regular episode today we just wanted to kind of like you know check in um let you guys hey, know yeah, that we're man. still alive we missed we, we missed each other yeah uh eli has a new job dan's uh new tour has been crazy and i've just just been here no i'm good um just been, nothing, been there all stress-free nothing new here um, so just hanging out, uh, we're just going to hang out and talk about what we've been, uh, diving into in the true crime verse and everybody's been working. So I think I'm just going to be talking to myself. <laughs> so, okay, Dan, this is where Dan and I are going to hang up now and go to bed because we have really busy days. Tomorrow. Thanks for joining we're guys. Gonna, we're we're going to leave you here with David. Hi guys. <laughs> David's just going to talk by himself. Um, yeah, well, you know, okay, the first thing that we all did watch that we can all talk about is uh, Abducted in Plain Sight, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, that was a that was good. Good? Yeah, I don't know. With, <laughs> with these things, the word good, you know what I mean. Entertaining. Yeah, <laughs> Nothing yeah, about yeah. it was good. It was, it was well made. On so many levels. Man, the parents are getting really a lot of negative feedback from that whole thing really like what do you mean hey, it was a different time back then uh, they're just calling them stupid and idiots and morons yeah, uh, they're, they're, not, they're not being they were just naive like i mean it was a different time back then like who knew that yeah. you know, there would be people of you know i don't know about that ex- of that a, level of crazy it's a pretty thin excuse like okay the girl i get it she was a child <laughs> yeah but the parents have manipulate. these childlike sense of trust that's like are we gonna are we gonna talk about spoilers? But, I mean, we, you, you got to take into account like the like her nah, parents grew up in the era where like you know thumbing a ride was just like you know an everyday occurrence. You mean you know, hitchhiking? Yeah, like in the forties and fifties, it wasn't uncommon. Like if you needed to go somewhere, like in town or whatever, you just thumb a ride. Kids did it all the time. I have more questions about the term thumb a ride. I've never heard that before. <laughs> thumb a ride. Yeah, you've never heard someone saying, like, I'm thumbing it? Mm. Uh, yeah, but uh, uh, referring to something else. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a sexual act. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, yeah, a little Whoa, more. J- I mean, if you haven't seen it, we don't really, we're not going to spoil it. But One of my kids just, like, screamed, like, super high-pitched, like, and then stopped. What is going on? Sounds like a fucking Wednesday. <laughs> you know, yeah. You know, it'd be creepy if I went in there and none of my kids were screaming. <laughs> like, no, Dad. We've just been here reading silently and having a great time. What do you mean you heard a scream? Um, I didn't hear anything at all. Um, yeah. So a little more. If you haven't seen it, yeah, we're gonna uh, we're, 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 we're gonna be talking about spoilers. If you well, haven't seen it, then I mean. Should we? Let's talk I mean, about spoilers. Uh, it, yes, it's absolutely okay. Abducted yes. in Plain Sight is about a watch about a dad who back does, to this. who gives a another man a hand job. <laughs> just no like with the tiniest <laughs> bit of of uh, what's the 
just with the tiniest bit of encouragement, he <laughs> ha, he he gives another fellow a hand job. And it doesn't seem like there was a lot of delay in his in his thought process. It was just like, hmm, why not? <laughs> uh, okay, sorry. We're, I mean, okay. So the story's about a, a a close family friend of this family who just starts spending way too much time with this uh, young girl. And he like eventually like friend like very politely kidnaps her a couple of times. It's <laughs> fucking. It was a polite kidnapping. It, it it happened in the seventies, and you're gonna watch this and just be screaming your ass off at the television. Like, how can these people be so stupid? It makes no sense. What? Especially this is in- a small town, right? Wasn't it a small town? Are you? Yeah, I say it was. Are you talking about leaving Neverland? Well, there's a no, lot of... We're not talking about that either. Yeah, we're, we'll talk about that next, but yeah, there's a theme. No, no, no. There's a we're going to talk the beginning about Fire Festival this, next. There's a theme of this episode, and it's pulling your Peter hair Sechi. out, yelling at TV, saying, why are you such a terrible parent person telling me story on television? Um, but yeah, we'll start, starting with Abducted in Plain Sight. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's... You got... It's just... It's too crazy to be fake. It's fucking weird. It felt like you. Um, it felt like I got a text from you, and maybe immediately I, David texted me and he said, "You have to watch this. You're gonna get so mad." Stop! What and you're I said, doing. "Sign me up." Sign me up. I want to be fucking angry at the decisions parents made forty over forty years ago. Oh man, but boy, did, boy, did I ever get mad? Yeah. Um, yeah, so I watched it almost immediately. Dan, did you watch it immediately, or did you wait a couple of days? <laughs> no, I watched it as soon as I got the text message. I had and to. I spent, I spent the majority of the film kind of tilting my head like a dog when they don't exactly understand what's going yeah. on. Just because it's just like, why Why are you making these bad choices? Like A terrible okay, really? thing happened to this little girl. What? But the, it's just, oh, man. like... It, it, Manipulating. It, and it's a good documentary, but it's just... The story is so crazy and silly. Like, oh, man. Um, it's funny. I was talking about this movie with this, the, a stranger who was cutting my hair at the Supercuts trademark. <laughs> and she was like, have you seen Abducted in Plain Sight? And I was like, yes. And we were just like, <laughs> what David, the David, fuck? David, David made her stop cutting his hair and he turned his head fully and looked her in the eyes and said, oh, my God, yes. Girl. <laughs> Girl. Girl. Oh, my God. Yeah. And w- the things that we were talking about were obviously the – it was funny, like, not saying hand job, but knowing exactly what another person was speaking. <laughs> like a complete stranger oh, in a public man. setting where there's, like, kids waiting to have their hair cut right behind us. And then we were just, oh my gosh, it's fucking crazy. <laughs> the manager comes, sir, you can't say hand job in here. <laughs> we, no, see, that's the best we part. Is we, we didn't. didn't I just didn't alluded to. to a hand job. You didn't have to say it. We just, it was sir, just like, you can, yep. Mm-hmm. Sir, you cannot make that gesture in this establishment. This <laughs> is a family establishment. <laughs> yeah, I was doing the gesture Please over and over. Please stop making the gesture. <laughs> Um, but uh, uh, one part, one thing that we were talking about with this stranger uh, that I was talking, uh, it was the the no. whole like oh, who man. did it better? What's his name from Firefester? No. Willing to give head for water or or that just meme, uh, that meme was straight up the best meme of 2019. It said, "Hold my dick." <laughs> <laughs> I have the most iconic uh, dick scene on Netflix history. Hold my dick, and it's just a picture of the dad. It just, oh, dude, this story. Yeah, I don't know, man. Was it? Do you think it was rushed? Like, do you think they, they it was editing that made it seem like so fast, or do you think there was like more to the story that they just cut I, out completely? Yeah, I I don't know. See, that's what that's what has kind of like has me curious because like I mean, it, it was a different time back then. People were naive. Were these? Were these people dumb because they were so easily brainwashed into believing this guy's story, or I think so. Was I think he they just, that I think they good, just really, and they just you know well collapsed the time frame? It was it was at a time I think when they people were a lot more like conservative, and I think the fact that he was like a church minister was he was a church minister right or at least he was like serving in the church because i remember they went to the same church 
um, I, I think he was like a not like 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 a youth minister or something like that. Yeah, yeah, wasn't he? I want to say that he was, which is even more creepy. Bunch of that dude around a bunch of patrons' kids. Anyways, I want to say yeah. I, hey, I mean, say if that, you want to kidnap a child, that's a good way why to go. Was it so easy for this guy to infiltrate this family? And I I, I was thinking because it was people were a lot more conservative, and I think didn't they go to the same church? I think they trusted each other, and they thought, "Oh, this is a godly man." Like, I mean, he had a family, and he had kids, and it was just like another version of them, you know? Yeah. And it wasn't weird, but of course, he was a terrible husband and stuff, and and hung out with this girl, this this, their neighbor, their friend's daughter, way more than he hung out with his kids. So, just if you haven't watched it and you're listening, and you okay, okay with spoilers, this guy fixated on the oldest daughter they, they had multiple children but for some reason he liked Ju- judy julie what was her name something with jay um I know it's been a while anyways he liked the oldest daughter and um yeah he did a bunch of gross 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 stuff to try to get closer to her it was really weird it's so weird uh, like to the point of making up this elaborate lie about how they had to make an alien human hybrid baby and <laughs> you, you have to watch it. It's just too fucking That's, crazy. He's not lying. He's I, not lying. So if you type in uh, abducted in plain sight in Google, the, <laughs> the next thing is idiot parents. And then if I, if I just looked up abducted in plain sight, right? And then it's the next story is um, the unsettling parallels between leaving Neverland and abducted in plain sight. So, yeah, I guess we're going to be talking about lots of nasty, p- nasty parents. Yeah. Not nasty parents, just Dumb, not nasty parents. parents, just overly trusting. Nasty. I mean, I don't know. In, in, in the case, if you just want to get into, I mean, there's not much more to say Jen. about Abducted in Plain Sight. Is besides, like, her name was Jen. Should really watch it, and it's if you like so aliens, bizarre. yeah, it's got a lot. It's got like, a, it, it checks a lot of boxes. You know, uh, of <laughs> I feel like people that would listen to our podcast. If you like aliens, if you like uh, unsolved mysteries, if you like creepy pedophiles, yeah, that's I a, guess watch that. That, that last one's a pretty hard sell. <laughs> if you like creepy pedophiles, well, let me Have tell I you. I got a documentary for you. Let me tell you a story. Um, yeah, it's pretty crazy. So, so um, I think, Dan, did you see the first part of Leaving Neverland? Dude, I, yeah, I, I could not watch it. Uh, yeah, don't. It, I I, yeah, I get it. Um, it's um, it's very yeah. upsetting, and to any I don't know. To, I've heard about it to people that say that these guys are lying. I just I it's batshit to me that these guys would be lying. It's it's it didn't even come up. I didn't even think it for one second. Like, and for what benefit? Like, how would they benefit? From yeah, it? they're like, on. They're in a documentary as grown men talking about this terrible thing. What? Yeah, what would they gain from it? Like, I uh, like. There's no more. Um, there's no more lawsuits, or there's no. You know what I mean? Like, he was found innocent. There's, you know, there's no more. There's nothing more that they could really mm-hmm. gain from it. And his estate, of course, is like boycotting it. But the documentary focuses on two kids, two guys. And one of them was like 10 when he befriended Michael Jackson because he was in a Pepsi commercial. And one was seven. And he was like a really great Michael oh, Jackson geez. impersonator. Seven. And he was an Australian kid. And they, you know, the, the, him and the families, like the moms are definitely a part of the documentary. Both of these boys' moms. They're just talking about how like, oh, yeah, Michael was a son to me. And, you know, um, the, one of them lived like, um, in, you know, like outside of. Los Angeles and you know California suburbs, and Michael would just come over and just hang out in their regular house and play with their. They'd kids sneak him and, out, and the, yeah, they would sneak they would sneak him in and sneak him out, and him and the boy would walk around the neighborhood, of course, at nighttime because he's Michael Jackson, and and he liked this whole suburbia, and it, it, the documentary starts off almost sweet, even like like they talk about this Australian boy who is like who Michael invites on stage. Um, because he's really good at doing Michael Jackson dance because he has a bunch of Well, he wins a contest. And this kid's so... He's so in the zone. He's so in the zone when he's on stage with Michael that, like, Michael Jackson has to tap him and, like, break his concentration. Like, okay, it's time to go off stage. Let's go. Follow me. Like, 
it, it almost starts off like, oh, how sweet. And then, and then, you know, of course, like, you, I, we won't get into the details. It's very upsetting. Yeah. But, but what, I mean, what I would say is in parallel with abducted in plain sight is you hear the moment where these parents are like, fuck, I know what's coming out of my mouth sounds so fucking stupid. And it's when they all say, and then they asked if they could sleep with Michael, like in Michael's room with Michael. And we, and you see, you see it on their face when they say, and we just didn't think anything of it. You know, we didn't think it was, there was anything to be worried about. And, you know, you see their face. It's just like, yeah, what I'm saying, what I'm saying sounds so dumb. Like, oh, the 40 year old man child. Who's like one of the most popular figures in the fucking world. I mean, it's like, yeah, sure. Go ahead and sleep with my kid. Well, yeah, but I'm just thinking of the trust versus, oh, the dad of the other family who's friends with us versus the most famous person in the world. Yeah, no. King of pop. Yeah. Literally. One of the most fantastic musicians, dancers. I mean, no one's going to argue with that no matter what the fucking dude did. But it's like, yeah, I, I still think abducted in plain sight's parents lose (laughs) (laughs) it's just it's super upsetting like there's really no laughing matter about the leaving neverland doc i know you paused i I know you paused for like not dramatic effect but there there was an added dramatic effect when you (laughs) like had to fix your fix your mouth there fix your throat It's just, it's just so unreal. And there's really nothing funny about the uh, Finding Neverland. I only watched oh. the first part. I'm going to watch, I'm going to finish it. I'm, I'm, oh, I would be lying um, if I said that it's on the top of my list. Cause it is like my, my best two word review of that movie is very upsetting. <laughs> I don't do well with kids and like kid, kid murders or kid crimes or yeah, kids that, anything oh, terrible boys. happening to little kids. And it's, uh, I mean, it's. These kids never felt victimized. They were like in a married relationship with the most famous person in the world. Like one of them even yeah, says, "Like weird. oh, that's the point where we were like a, we it started to be like a married couple." And even the abuse when he talks about the abuse, it's not and none of it seems aggressive or it's all very. Even when they're talking about the abuse, it's all very um, like um, he. They explain it almost romantically. Like it's it's so weird how brainwashed and. In well, that's love, how these boys it. were. It's they yeah. were in love. Like, oh my goodness, it's it's so upsetting. Um, yeah, he he didn't know he manipulated these kids and their families, and, and yeah, and it's it really is. It really there are really are a lot of parallels between that and um, abducted in plain sight because it's like, man, you get everybody on board, make you know, oh shit, not only does this person trust. Not only does the kid trust this person, the people the that are the sole responsibility too. for this kid trust this person. Whether oh, it be God, whether it be the neighbor with the family just like yours or the most famous person in the world. It's Jeez. fucking wild. And um I was reading an article that um they're boycotting like Channel Four in the UK for showing the documentary and his estate is, you know, calling it ludicrous and it's just like I just <laughs> it's hard yeah it's hard to defend when and dude it's it's not just this documentary but there's multiple people that are I, I, yeah. saying that this happened to them oh yeah yeah um they in the in the part that I watched they get into this other boy and to Macaulay Culkin but but they say at the end of the first part that both of them have denied allegations that anything um you know, the, the, anything inappropriate ever happened with him and Michael. And I, I love Macaulay Culkin. I'm a big fan of his still. I listen to his podcast, and he's the godfather of, of Jackson's kids. And yeah, when he was on Mark Maron, sure. when he was on WTF with Mark Maron, you know, Mark Maron, like, fucking, like, reels people. You know, he asked yeah. the real questions. And, like, he was just like, no, like, nothing weird ever happened with Michael. And when he asked about Michael's kids... Uh, Macaulay was like Mac was just like uh, they're good and that's all I'll say I won't talk about them they're great great kids amazing but I'm not going to tell you anything else about them I am their godfather and they're doing good that's it Um, yeah so I don't know I, I don't know I mean maybe when you're the most famous kid in the world you don't 
you don't abuse yeah. him. And also he, yeah. I think he did always have sisters and brothers with him when he would hang out at Neverland and stuff because there was like, I think he's like one of eight kids. The herd. Yeah, there's a the herd, herd of there's the a Culkins. Herd of Culkins. Yeah. Those Culkin kids, the Culkin herd. Um, and actually, that's a good transition to... I didn't write this down, but I want to talk about this movie, Lords of Chaos. I don't know if you Which guys have heard what? of this. Um, I have not. Have you guys ever heard of the story of the, the like that black me- Norwegian black metal band who actually like were involved in murders and stuff? No, how does okay? First of all, how does segueing into Macaulay Culkin's brothers and sisters have anything to do with Lords of Chaos and black metal? (laughs) Well, star of the film Lords of Chaos, based on an actual story, Rory Culkin plays the singer. Oh, plays the not the singer, the guitarist of Mayhem. (laughs) I was like, wait, where is this going? (laughs) Oh, it's it's there. Rory Culkin's in everything. He's fucking great. He's a great actor. Um, he was a little boy in signs, um, you know, who holds up the radio and has a little tin hat on his head. Um, yep. But, yeah, this movie, Lords of Chaos, he plays, I forget the guy's name, uh, Euronymous. Euronymous? Yes, dude. He plays Euronymous, and um, it, it, this actually... He's a hip-hop apotamus? Dude, this shit actually happened. This movie fucking was not... This movie was not good, okay? But that this story actually happened is bizarre um they were responsible for creating black metal their singer killed himself very violently and there's a scene in the movie it's like probably at the beginning of the movie maybe maybe towards the middle maybe like end of first act there's a scene where this kid and this kid actually did this he 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 cut his wrist like but like down the forearm you know not like sliced like fully down the forearm both sides and then he slits his neck and then he blows his Holy head off with a shotgun. Okay? What the fuck? And there's a scene in this movie, and in real excruciating detail, he does all of these things. Oh, um, God, I, no. I gathered I gathered some of the friends. Uh, Corey was over. Kano, who's on the podcast. Corey's been on the podcast, too. Matt and Kano uh, and uh, Ryan Gooding. We were all sitting around watching this movie. Ryan, Ryan's been on the podcast, too. Yeah. yeah. And Ryan Gooding was laying back, um, like after that scene, I noticed he was he he got a panic attack, watching that scene. Dude. Like he was laying down, like not so he couldn't see the TV on the couch. Like he was laying back and he was like, "Oh, dude, I'm sorry, I'm sorry." And uh, apparently, people at Alamo, Kano saw it at Alamo, and our friend that works there was saying that uh, people have like ran out of that movie, and he had to like, you know, people were getting sick. And I was just imagining that scene in the movie and somebody who's just eating their fucking nachos or their fucking cheese. <laughs> oh, dude, I just want to drink my margarita in peace. Uh, but it, it's just like these people, these kids in this band, they were really, they were like the ultimate posers. Like they were like, that's so metal. And the movie kind of played like SLC punk, right? Like it was pretty corny. You know, it's just like, yeah. we're so punk. And then, like, Rory Culkin's narrating it, like, so, yeah, Mayhem, we released this album, we're fucking metal. And, you know, he does a great job. It's just, the guy who directed it's more of, like, a music video director. and It's very heavy-handed. But the story is crazy. So, after this guy kills himself, you know, they start, like, this metal band and, like, a, a movement. And one of the other, one of their friends is, like, he he says, you know, he's like, I just want to know what it'd be like to stab a person. And then so he goes out, and there's a scene where he's at a bar, and he, like, eyes this... Just goes and stabs him. Well, he eyes this guy who obviously is, like, gay and wants to, like, hook up. And so he follows him out into the woods and then just, like, like over... Like, the movie's so stabby. Like, real time. Like, like it doesn't cut around. It's just, like, like just stabbing over and over. And then the next, and then the next day, it's like, oh, that murder? That was me, guys. And they're like, oh... Oh shit! Metal. Fuck yeah, that's metal. Like, let's spin it. You know, like we're so metal. Uh, one thing I didn't min- I didn't mention. This is real life. Is after their friend killed himself, the guy finds him and like sets up all the knives and guns around his body, takes a Polaroid, and that was the cover of their first album. Oh my god! Well, it was the cover of a live album, the first album they put out, and you can Google it. Dude. It's there. It's fucking crazy. What's it, What's the band's name? Mayhem. And they're still together, even though all the even though that guy's dead. I don't know. Um, 
Dude. And the yeah, and the the other guy who the guy who killed him because he dies at the end, whatever. The guy who murdered him, who was also in the band, was in jail for like fifteen years, and he's like on YouTube well, talking the, about how the movie's full of shit. And like, you the guitarist also your best was murdered today. No, yeah, Euronymous. He's the guitarist, the guy who Rory played. It's like, dude, you stabbed uh, your best friend to death. You stabbed that's your their first live album, dude. That's so gruesome. It's crazy, oh and that was a real yeah. like. It's super edited, but it's like that was a real yeah. It was a real picture. Um. Whoa. Yeah, dude, that fucking movie. Like the movie wasn't good. I would never watch it again. Maybe watch it once, if you like death metal and true crime and like visceral murders and SLC <laughs> punk. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> Yeah, no, like, the, I, it gave me the SLC Punk vibe, and I'm like, that's a movie that hasn't aged well. <laughs> I loved it when I was a teenager, and I think everybody probably Man, does. I don't remember that movie. I need to go back and watch it. Maybe I don't. <laughs> no, no, it, it's no, yeah, no, it, it, it's, yeah. Only Pulsers die! <laughs> Matthew Lillard and his fucking Matthew Lillard? ugly-ass good, cry he's, face. He's the he's ugliest in cry now. face in fucking, he, in film history. He plays a... He plays a dad in Good Girls now. He's, like, old and... Dude, he was on the new Twin Peaks, and he was fucking fabulous. He was, like, mesmerizing. He played this guy who was wrongly accused, and he was... Dude, he can fucking act. (laughs) Like, I want to see him in serious shit. He was so good in Twin Peaks. And the the revival. This is a little serious. It's a little goofy. Yeah, I've heard that show's really fun, actually. And Matthew... I like it. I I really like it. Um, um, I, the only documentary I watched over the last break that we've had was Behind the Curve. What's it's that about? A weird. It's about the people that believe in flat Earth. <laughs> oh, that's so interesting. It, it really humanizes them. Like people like talk shit, and it it really like kind of like they they talk about. It's based around like the two people that are like kind of spearheading the this whole like weird flat earth movement right and, now and it did, is it it's pretty it's a pretty new thing right like this whole well it's it, it is well, the revival it like it's like, been around yeah 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 there's been like a resurgence like these new people, whole, like, people like being that, like, convinced that the earth is flat dude i, I don't understand and, and i have another question really... for you do they answer this so do they think that all the other planets are just not real and or or that they are real and they're they're round but we're just like on a flat playing of they don't they don't really get into that we're they really <laughs> They, I want to know they, the specifics. <laughs> like, I don't understand it either. That's why I watched it. There's the ice wall, it. you know, that's apparently on the side, you know, keeping everybody well, in. Well, they do all these... <laughs> keeping the, all the, the White Walkers the, out. The whole um, the whole documentary is, like, peppered with, like, experiments that they do, which all fail, by the way. Um, <laughs> so, they're, they're, it's it's kind of... it. They, they do these breaks where they're following, like, these two people, and they're going to conferences and talking to other people about Flat Earth, and then also cutting to, like, these two... I, I, I think one of the, the, the lead guys' name's Mark. There's another girl that has, like, a podcast that she talks about Flat Earth, and, like, it just kind of goes by them, but, dude, it doesn't really, like... It doesn't bash them at all. It doesn't do... Um, oh, Okay. It it really it kind of, it like all it really does. So it's like is, a well made documentary. It doesn't like yeah. It, it doesn't tell you it just someone's wrong or someone's right. Right, right, right. Well, they do have people that believe both on there, and yeah. they do interview both. But the the director was even talking about how the the best way to try to talk to talk this issue out is like not because people that do don't believe in flat Earth tend to talk down to people that do like you're a fucking idiot yeah you know what i mean i mean i and, get it <laughs> i would and uh, i do i've done yeah. it i have done that before but they but they talk they, they talk about like it's probably better to just have a real discussion about it but there's there's a lot there's a lot of evidence that are that they just they can't wrap their head around but it makes them feel like they're a part of something bigger because they oh there's a lot of other people that believe this and it's like okay but yeah, it, it, it does a really good job of just kind of following them and just kind of hearing the things that they say and just kind of just seeing what their lives are like. And, like, these people exist. They're, they're out among us. And it's... And it wasn't like a, yeah, YouTube, it wasn't like a YouTube documentary? No, it was Netflix. It was on Netflix. It's a Netflix documentary. What's it called? Behind the Curve. It's <laughs> a little boring. It's That's kind of funny. stale, but... 
it was it was interesting. Adeline sat down and watched it with me, and she's like, "Wait!" And then Tegan was kind of like, "Wait, the Earth is flat?" I'm like, "No, the Earth, <laughs> the Earth is not flat. These people believe the Earth is flat." And she goes, "Oh, okay." And so she kind of like sat in and kind of watched it with me, and yeah, it was interesting. It was, and she's I'll like, just "Leave it at that." <laughs> was she like, "Day dumb?" <laughs> no, nobody said that at all. <laughs> Um, Adeline I, kind of was like, "What? What people?" I'm like, "Yeah, people believe it." But they, it, it mostly starts off with like people really like they they talk about how they got into it, and they're like, "Man, we're skeptical." Like it's it's not like you start off as believing all oh, the Earth is flat. It's it's that you want to disprove that the Earth is flat. So you start watching these YouTube videos, and all of a sudden you kind of start believing that the Earth is flat. It's weird. I don't know. Yeah, it, it's it's Stockholm syndrome via YouTube. Yeah, via via shitty YouTube documentaries. Yeah, dude, I don't that's know. what it, it is. If, if you get your guys that information like off of people, uh, off of YouTube, which is anybody can upload any fucking thing they want. That's a it's a yeah. bit of a red flag, right? <laughs> yeah, cite your um, source. Let's see if that works when you write a paper. <laughs> I, I watched a YouTube video and it said on there, "Well, Flat Frank seven four seven said that." Uh, <laughs> I mean, have you seen those, those videos of like old guys? Uh, I saw one one time. Uh, they played it on. I think they played it on last podcast on the left. Just like an old man sitting in front of his yard in like FaceTime pointed at, camera pointed at him, and then he points it up, points his camera up at the skies, and he's just like, "Oh yeah, there's chemtrails really going at it today." And this guy just has a YouTube account where he just posts chemtrails he sees from his fucking front lawn. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah, um, it even shows them watching the um, the eclipse. And they're and just they, being like, they, nope, nope, no, it's they, CGI. They, I, I've heard no, flat earthers say that they um, don't say that. They said it's like part of the firmament that it's just something that happens. It's all a delusion, and they totally believe the government's behind it. They think that people are like like pilots are paid to to keep this a secret. Like I don't know. Yeah, I, I've I've heard that um, um, the moon's like a special effect and. It's so fucking crazy. And uh, Yeah, they talk about the moon and the moon landing and how that's fake and they faked it. NASA faked it. NASA yeah, they there. always talk about that like barrier outside of, mm. you know, that no one could ever figure out or whatever. I forget what it's called. That's, yeah, it's pretty good. Um, if, if the moon landing is fake, I don't think that proves or disproves that the Earth is flat or not. I don't know. Um, you know what's funny is talking about that. We, we had that. Was it in group me like a couple of years back? We had that discussion. We're like, is is the is there still a hole in the ozone? Is that still like a problem? Because I remember when we were young, that was a problem. Like there was a hole in the ozone. Oh yeah. No apparently knows. they pa- apparently they patched that up. <laughs> uh, no, it's still it's still around. Do you remember Mortal Kombat th- Annihilation? The sequel to Mortal Kombat, the movie. I didn't watch that one because I heard it sucked. Oh, is it? Does it? Is it good or bad? Well, there's this. <laughs> they have a mechanism of going from like place to place on Earth, where they like get in this like sphere. This like it's like a gate, a circular gate thing that they like hold on to, uh-huh. and it just shoots them like in the crust of the Earth, and they go through like lava. <laughs> Like, I don't know. The whole of the Ozone um, was created by uh, the champions of Mortal Kombat is what I wanted to say. <laughs> <laughs> and there's, like, a lot of holes. There's tunnels. <clears throat> Avoid uh, Mortal Kombat Annihilation with your life. <laughs> if you thought the first one was bad, or actually don't oh. avoid it. If you want to watch a really, truly <laughs> terrible movie. <laughs> I have a special place in my heart for the first one, only because I I have a special memory attached to watching that movie. My oh, I, I was in so fourth many. grade. I have I was in fourth grade, and my older brother uh, surprised me by pulling me out of school. My my brother and I are thirteen years older or thirteen years apart, so he's older than me, obviously. So he was already graduated or whatever. So he he shows up and he pulled me out of school and he took me to the movies <laughs> at freaking Sierra Vista Mall at the what the. Um, what was the one with the G? The General Cinemas? I have no idea. <laughs> Did you like it? Yeah, dude. I was in fourth grade. I thought it was fucking awesome. You liked <laughs> it? Yeah, I loved that movie. I Hell loved yeah. it. Hell yeah. The soundtrack. My I brother the soundtrack. probably hated it. 
Mortal Kombat! I think I was too little to see the first one in theaters, but we did see the second one in theaters. Dude, that soundtrack was killer. And I thought it was good. Yeah, they had like Daft Punk. KMFM. Yeah. So much shit. Um... You remember those? Yeah, that was a cool soundtrack. The Matrix was a cool soundtrack. Like, oh man, it's the fucking '90s, guys. Like, dance. Let's dance. That's when techno, techno, and that hard house was in. Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> oh, that Euro, Euro, uh, okay, European so I don't dance. Know how we, I don't know how we got to Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Here we are. We were talking about the ozone layer. We were talking about how. Uh, <laughs> Mortal Kombat was the, how the reason. Fuck? Yeah, that's how we got there. If I talking about the <laughs> um, I, well, I, the I, the hole is still there. Oh, of course is it, it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's over uh, this southern region of the globe by uh, by Australia. Australia. Yeah, <laughs> those damn Aussies, man. It's those um, fox bats. That's that's oh, why yeah. they get so tan so quickly. Hole in the ozone still exists. Good to know. Um, I also wanted to talk I've been listening to, I don't know if you guys ever fucked with Monster um, Atlanta Monster Dude, it's a podcast yeah I actually listened to the first season actually before I got into that and I the first season is about the is it Zodiac I want to say no no the, the new killer? one's about isn't the new one about the Zodiac the first no, season the new one the first the, season the, is Atlanta oh, Monster you're right, you're right you're right you're right you're right the first one is about the Atlanta Monster and then the next one is about Zodiac you're right yeah, I, I, I haven't Netflix. started Zodiac. I love Zodiac. I love the movie. Um, I really want to read um, that guy's book. Oh, the, I should audiobook that. The guy who Jake Gyllenhaal plays movie, in the movie. <laughs> the movie is so good. I love that movie. So yeah, much. that's seriously one of my favorite movies. Like, true crime. It's probably the best movie about a serial killer. I think. Do, do you, yeah, I I would agree. Um, um, well, no, I, that's the, the best movie about a real serial killer. Um, I think the best movie about a serial killer has got to be Silence of the Lambs, right? Oh, yeah. Um, or maybe Psycho, but, you know, he doesn't even know um, he's a serial killer. <laughs> what's we uh, all go a little mad sometime. Goodbye Horses. <laughs> Dude, yeah. Um, I actually want to talk. That's actually next. But, yeah, I wanted to talk a little bit about Atlanta Monster because I, la- I know I'm way late. Way late on this. But, wow, I did not know about these Atlanta child murders. And this is it's yeah. such a topsy-turvy case like there's so many people that could have heard and murdered all these boys there was racist kkk people there was like a pedophile ring that well that's kind of part part of the part of the story was that yeah. a lot of people don't know about it because they were black kids and people were like oh they're you know yeah, well, a little bit of that less Atlanta youth he's yeah. like it's Atlanta youth and nobody cares about us so there was a, definitely a lot of like race that like played into that story there, there's like a crazy thing that was like making me mad and they they, they acknowledged it on the podcast too was they were talking about like uh, a ring of like uh pedophiles and they kept calling it a gay ring and i was like oh. guys i know it's like back in the day <laughs> but there's a big difference between gay and pedophile like fucking yeah. shit like fucking what is this kevin spacey <laughs> you know um, and they acknowledged it too. They were like, it was super dangerous, you know, like that everybody was just like, it was associated being openly gay, which was weird back then, very rare to being yeah. with a pedophile because there was like this openly gay dude who was like, you know, whoring children out and they yeah. called it a gay ring. And it's like, no, that's a pedophile ring. That's a pedophile you know? ring. Like, that's not, yeah, there's a way <laughs> big, big difference. Yeah. But um, I'm not done with it, but it's really good. Um, you know what's so funny, though, is uh, there's this podcast called Done Disappeared, and it's from The Onion, okay? And it's it's a direct spoof of Atlanta Monster. Like, I, oh, I, I, no. I, so I heard, the, I heard the first season, and I laughed my ass off, and I hadn't heard Atlanta Monster. And so when I went to her to let a monster, like everything, like they make fun of him because he's like, he's like, I'm a filmmaker. He's like, I make films, even though it's a podcast, obviously. <laughs> the guy yeah, always yeah, mentions yeah. that he's a documentary filmmaker, <laughs> even though he's never made a movie and it's his second podcast. And it's just like <laughs> shit like that. Like they like make fun of like the over importance. Like it's just like this crime has been unsolved for 30 years. All they needed was an unqualified um, New York 
NYU graduate um, podcaster to come to their town to solve with the a, crime. Like some dude with a microphone. <laughs> in the first episode of Dud Disappeared, they have they're interviewing a lady about how her little daughter was missing and murdered, and they have her read the fucking Blue Apron ad <laughs> while she's crying. Oh my god, dude. Dud Disappeared is fucking hilarious. So the first season's really funny. I tried go I listened to the second season and you know, they it's they're just going too far with it, I think. But the, yeah. like each episode's like six minutes. You can listen to the first season in like less than an hour, and it's so funny. Oh <laughs> it's just gosh. a huge spoof on true crime podcasts. But I'll never forget it. that shit. I was like taking a shower and laughing my ass off as this crying woman <laughs> is reading a Blue Apron ad. <laughs> oh, so fucked up. Uh, speaking of Blue Apron, there's a. Uh, they're doing a. Uh, <laughs> they're making. So I was just going to say that they're turning. Um, the podcast cereal kind of what started this whole true crime but into a breakfast cereal into a hbo miniseries well it's so really that. not cereal um well it's not cereal but it's the story of adnan and i have read I, I, the reviews are like nothing new um but i'm still gonna watch it robbie oh, totally is a huge part of it which is cool and yeah. I also saw the, the that cute uh blonde detective you know the kind of nerdy girl who is part of um uh, what, what was their podcast called? Rabia, um, Rabia, Rabia, undisclosed. undisclosed. Rabia yeah, and, yeah. Rabia, Rabia and and, the, and I forget the, the blonde v- girl's name, but they're they're the part of it. LL two and Chris. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, Chris, yeah. the other guy. The, that's very exciting that they're part of it. Chris Collins. Those Chris guys Collins, are fucking awesome. Colin. Colin Miller. Sorry, not Chris Collins. Colin Miller. So it's Rabia Chaudhry and um, Susan Simpson and yeah, Susan Colin Simpson. Miller. Yeah. So it's excited. It's exciting to see them in part of it. Um, yeah, and yeah, you know I'm what? Totally I think it. HBO is actually making a drama show as well. Like the documentary was part of it, but I think they're making an actual like mm. fucking like with actors and stuff. I could be wrong though. They're doing um, that that show that one the. The night of oh the night of it was a show yeah I think it was an HBO show it was very it reminded me very much of like Adnan and Serial except the dude was oh older. of course dude the night of was yeah yeah that was a great show I loved it Riz Ahmed and the way it ends is so maybe people would say anticlimactic but it's kind of more realistic like that's how people get off with shit like this like doesn't he like yeah. have to he doesn't he he doesn't go to jail, but doesn't he have to like admit or he has to do something right? Like it ends. No, they, they were going to, Oh, they dismiss it. Right. But they dismissed it because they didn't, they found further evidence that somebody else did it. So they were going to pursue that guy that cause that cop that was retired kept looking into it more and more and more. It just, he got fixated on it. Um, did you know that, uh, that show was sold with James Gandolfini and he was going to play the lawyer. Like, you know, the yep. eczema lawyer. I think Before John Turturro yeah. did a great job. But, um, yeah, Dude. The Night Of, it's on HBO forever. It's fucking good if you guys haven't seen it. Um, he did so good. And his feet, that feet fucking problem that he had. <laughs> God, oh, like man, I just wanted eczema. his feet to get better. Fuck who, fuck who killed that girl. Just fucking fix, fix John Turturro's feet, man. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> just so, get, get, somebody get some cream for this guy. But it felt so gratifying, man. He went, yeah, he went to that, like, Chinese, or, I'm sorry, Chinese, oh, yeah, he went to that Asian, like, herbal doctor and gave him, he gave him some, like, herbal supplement or whatever, and then his foot got better, and then all of a sudden, the end, it gets, it comes back. Yeah, it's like, dude, that's the real, (laughs) true hook of that show is John Turturro's feet eczema, and there's not a happy ending there. Sure, he gets off. He, he didn't kill her. He gets off. But his got feet. free. He gets to leave. But your fucking lawyer is still scratching his poor goddamn feet. Putting he put he put cream and then saran wrap and just oh god. Uh, it's a good show. Um, and we spoiled, I guess, the end for it. God, we suck. Um, um, anyway, um, photos all over this bitch. What, one last thing I wanted to talk about was uh, as we were talking about wild horses and Science of the Lambs. I've actually been reading Wild Horse. No, not that song. Oh, no, no, no. no. <laughs> Goodbye horses. <laughs> Goodbye horses. Yeah, sorry, that was my bad. Um, I've actually been reading the Tom Harris books. Uh, Thomas Harris, you know the Hannibal Lecter novels, which 
oh, you yeah? really wouldn't call them that though. I don't know. So they start off with Red Dragon, um, and th- 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 you know Hannibal's already caught. You know he's he's being visited. He he's a psychiatrist, so they're he's, he's, a, he, he's helping them. And then and I've just and which and it was super great. And there's two movie versions of Red Dragon. There's Red Dragon with Edward Norton, and then there's Manhunter from the '80s, a Michael Mann movie. With, mm. Where Brian Cox plays Hannibal Lecter, it was before uh, Anthony Hopkins played that role, and it's and, and Michael Mann made Miami Vice, and this is a bright, beautiful, violent '80s cop movie, so '80s, and the music is awesome. Um, it's streaming on Stars right now. It's a really cool movie if you've never seen Michael Mann's Manhunter. Um, but oh man, like it, it's just um, I've been you know I love Stephen King, and I was like, all right, I got to do something else, and in keeping with, I guess, fake true crime because it's a it's a murder investigation. It's a serial killer. Um, these are s- really really well done, very smart little tales. And Thomas Harris wrote a book like every ten years. He wasn't very. Uh, I was reading about him, and apparently, like, it's like a chore for him. It hurts him to write. <laughs> As where wow. someone like Stephen King can't fucking stop. He just like whoop. All right, yeah. eight hours a day. Churns him out, baby. Yeah. But these novels are fucking. I'm on. I just started Silence of the Lambs, and it's fucking awesome. Clarice Starling is a badass, and um, um, I can't wait to rewatch the movie after because it's supposed to be. I mean, because it's one of the most important serial killer works of fiction of all time. I mean, Buffalo Bill, right? In that song. What's the song? Yeah, Pretty Lazarus Horse? Goodbye Horses. It's Goodbye Horses. And, and who's it yeah. by? Um, Q Echo Lazarus. and the Bunnymen? Oh, Q Lazarus. <laughs> no, <Echo and> the <laughs> Was that a oh, terrible God. guess? <laughs> <laughs> yes, very terrible. Um, yeah, but I'm really enjoying Thomas Harris books. Um, and actually, next Isn't on it? my Audible list is In Cold Blood. I feel like the biggest true crime podcast poser have not have you have you guys read in cold blood no uh-uh. oh yes the the truman capote yeah no i haven't i haven't read it no i've i've just done a lot of research on truman capote yeah see we're fucking posers i know <laughs> that's why i did it though i've seen the I movie i want to be a poser i'm like i've got to see the movie at least yeah i've seen the movie and i've seen the movie in cold blood from the 60s um where um i don't know if you guys early walking dead fans the the guy who played Herschel in The Walking Dead, he was one of the killers in that, and he's so young. Very handsome. Very handsome. He just he passed away not long ago. Scott Glenn. No, yeah. no, not Scott Glenn. Scott Glenn is still kicking. He's a great actor. Um, fuck, I forget his name. <clears throat> but anyway, yeah. In Cold Blood, that's next on my list, so I won't be a true crime poser. Really, the only, the only true crime novel I've read is uh, I'll Be Gone in the Dark. Michelle McNamara, who, in my opinion, oh, yeah. and I think a lot of people's opinions, caught GSK for sure, right? Yeah. Well, that one the, blip in her book that just said... What blip? There's one what blip in her book where she... At the very... Uh, towards the end, when the, the researchers that finished her book, they're like, there's notes. These are some notes left, you know, that Michelle had written. One was, try to run um, Eron's... Uh, data profile against things like 23andme and ancestry.com <laughs> and that mm. was just like one of her notes that was included in the book and uh, lo and behold three months after her book comes out they catch gsk i mean it, like, i mean even if it's not idea. true i'm believing it i i believe that yeah she posts are there any updates on that um, there was something. Didn't you send us send us something recently about Golden State Killer? About oh, they just talked about his wife and how they're getting a divorce, and now she can testify. Oh, against him. that's right. So she filed for divorce, which is fantastic because is it like what is it like a double not double jeopardy? Uh, what's the name of it when you can't testify? There, I don't I don't know the name, but there's yeah, you can't testify against somebody. You can't testify against your spouse. But now, oh boy, we get to hear. We're gonna. This guy's still alive, man. We're gonna hear a lot about him. You can't see me right now, but I got my my private stuff. We're all tucked. We're all tucked back, dude. This song is fucking great. Oh, it's, it's a seriously great song. one of like 
It's such a good song. It's one of the like catchiest I was talking to this. Yeah, I was talking to it, this uh, about this gem with our friend Kevin on my birthday. With I think we should. I think. Yeah, I think we should. I think we should end the show with this song. Oh yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think. I think we've made our peace. Alright guys, thanks so much for joining us for our True Crime Big Salad. <laughs> for every mystery, there's someone somewhere who knows the truth. Perhaps that someone is listening, and perhaps, well... Perhaps that someone is... You? I'd fuck me. I see my hopes and dreams alive.